I, uh, I remember about 11 years ago now, it was 2010, these words came to me in our building in Angel, uh, the church where I pastor there, the Angel Church was in its planting phase at that time. And th- there were some discouragements. There were uh, some sadnesses. There were probably only five to ten people who um, were, were there on any regular basis at that time. But there was a real sense of God working and moving in and through those challenges. And as we sang this one Sunday... Uh, the words of that last verse helped me, helped me gain perspective, helped me gain um, some reminder that I would need to go back to in the years to come. Be still for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and heal, to minister his grace. No work too hard for him. In faith, receive from him. Be still for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. Sometimes we anticipate and we, we pray for and we, we, we think that the power of God will be manifest in a moment just like that. And that's a right expectation. That's something right and good to pray for. But sometimes it takes many years of development. Uh, it takes years of development personally. It takes years of development corporately as a church body. But God does his work where his power is, where his presence is moving and working he will be made known people's lives will be transformed they will see the eradication of darkness from their lives and so that's my prayer here that you will continue to know god's power and uh, his presence as our brother cholo said we've been friends for uh, some years probably about since 2010 Um, i would imagine i was around that time um, when cholo was in tim's maid and uh, the years, the years have gone. The years have completely um, changed so many things. There's a lot over the years that we've been able to do together. We went through the Grace Baptist Partnership Training Program together, which um, helped us grow in our knowledge of God's Word and uh, our understanding of the Scriptures. We're very thankful for that. And over the years, I've been thankful for Chola and Eunice and um, their interest personally and their support for me personally. Um, through all manner of battles, through all manner, manner of difficulties, uh, encouraging me in some of the initiatives that I found myself involved in. One of these initiatives uh, that Chola's asked me to share a little bit about briefly is the Pregnancy Crisis Helpline. Now, this fits in quite well with the talk that he's asked me to give on behalf of the Protestant Truth Society. Um, I'll have this at the back. There's only one copy I'm afraid that I have with me, but you can have a look at it. And if you want to subscribe um, to the Protestant Truth magazine, um, you're very welcome. But we're looking at a biblical theology of sex and sexuality um, in our time of study today. And it is precisely because there is an unbiblical approach to sex and sexuality in our society that we have initiatives like Pregnancy Crisis Helpline uh, necessitated. In 2017, I began to work with Christian Concern and Pro-Life Alliance to try to gather data and information 
regarding pregnancy crisis centers with a Christian ethos around the United Kingdom. And that developed, and there was loads of information. It's a long story, but we um, eventually realized actually what we need is a designated helpline that's reaching people. Um, that, that other, there are other helplines, they're doing good work, but uh, that reaches people in a very modern way through Google and Facebook advertising that enables people to work remotely. Uh, this was in 2017, 2018. We launched this initiative in 2019. The initiative was growing. And then really the question marks over this idea of remote working and uh, having car handlers trained and then receiving calls from home was really validated in 2020 when everyone else was basically forced to do that. So in 2020, we continued to receive calls. We became a registered charity. I have uh, several of these booklets at the back. Please um, pick up one of these and avail yourself of the information there. It's been my privilege to, in the past couple of years, serve Pregnancy Crisis Helpline as its chief executive officer. And um, it's been something that we've been able to see develop to a point where lives are almost on a weekly basis being saved. One of the most joyful things is to receive uh, a, a picture unsolicited it's not something we, we go hunting down do you have a picture of the baby or anything we, we, we very rarely get back in touch with people who call us unless they give us express permission but some take it upon themselves to send us notes months later saying we're so thankful that we spoke with you we're so thankful um, that um, we kept the baby and we'll sometimes get a picture of the baby and that's something that's very heartwarming and um, shows us that there is a need and that there is a purpose for this. Tragically, uh, some of the women who we speak to do go on to um, have abortions and I was going through some emails uh, the other day and I came across one from one of our beneficiaries and, and she, had, she had been advised, we had spoken with her over a period of a few weeks and she chose to have the abortion. <coughs> We told her, okay, we will be here after the fact um, should you need um, support as well. You know, we, we ourselves do not recommend this. We don't believe that this is a good thing, but we want you to know we are here to help you. And she got back in touch and um, was, was very grateful for that um, and said, you know, she ever since she had it had not um, stopped regressing it uh, and wished that she had had perhaps listened more or had asked more questions or had, um, had responded but was thankful, was thankful for how we had handled it and we were able to then offer her a signposted further support. So I'm happy to talk with anyone afterwards if you're, you're interested uh, in that, but Cholo's asked me to leave some of those there.